So until now we're speaking with Mr. Sharon, and now we come to the middle of Tahara. Now let's again just explain what we've done before, the background to the system. We saw that Mishra works in threes, which means every, in, every, in every area of development, there's taking a, like a more of a distance of what's left from the negative, attaching more to the positive, and then perfecting that level. And therefore there's always that three-point system. Uh, in, each, in each level, person wants to achieve. So, for example, on the first level, we call the level of a tzaddik. So, that was the zeiris of the attaching oneself from uh, various tzaddik something to do. And the next point is zeiris, which means connecting more to what you're going to do. And the ninth point is the kios, which means perfecting the level that uh, person's actions are complete. He's not doing anything wrong. Then, it's, uh, then at that stage, he's the tzaddik completely. Then we start the next level, which is chasidus. And then again, we have the same three stages. The first stage is precious, which is detaching from any unnecessary pleasure or anything which could uh, impact on the person's uh, way of spending his life correctly. And then there's a positive side, which is Tyra, which is what a person can do to improve that spiritual level. And then there's the Shlemus level, which is Hasidus. And then afterwards, you're going to see that same thing applying again to another year in Kazesha. There's a system of three different Siddhas Shlemus. So therefore, we're going to talking about Tyra, we're talking about the aspect of positive, what a person can do to, on a higher level to, to, to elevate himself. And so we've spoken about precious as detaching from, uh, from Yetzirah or from any other physical pleasure or anything which would be negative in that sense. So what's Tyra? What's the positive? So he starts and he explains the Moshe in the first line. So this is showing the game of design. And Tyra, he took on her level of Moshe's. Tyra means perfecting one's heart and one's thoughts. One's heart means his middles, one's thought means uh, the feelings a person has, and when, when that's also perfected, so the person has reached the stage in Tyra, and if we always understand, this is the level way above which we've spoken until now. The fact that a person is able to curb their negative middles, which was beforehand, is precious, doesn't necessarily mean that a person is at the stage where he's been attacking everything on the positive side. And that's why that's the next, next step up, and that is what we call time. With we found this description of the level of David Melech, Shomar, Leif Tahar Brali Lekim. He asked Hashem to create him the heart of Tahar, a pure heart. Vinyana. What's the, uh, the description of Tahar? And that is, and this is a very interesting description. Tara means that a person's attacking his leg is machshavus to the extent that there's no um, ulterior motive mixed in with what he's doing. In other words, the nature of the person, and we said this lots of times, the nature of the person since the time of the Etadas is that everything a person does is a mixture of Tevera. Etadas, Tevera means just like the fruit was a blend of good and bad, so then everything which is caused by the fruit, by synthesis of that, is also a blend of good and bad, which means the same action the person can be doing. He can be doing uh, something which is good, and he can be doing something which is bad, and it's simultaneously seeking about both. A person is doing something because on the one hand it's a chesed, and then he's going to get reward for it, he's going to get caught for it. A person is learning because the Mr. to learn. Number two, is being paid by the coder. So that everything is, uh, has two sides to it. The side which is good and the side which is bad. And and that's what he calls being maniach, a mockum for the yates and which means leaving an area 
Muhammad that's fueled by what's bad. Now, the emesis isn't altogether a, a, a bad thing to do. In other words, if a person has a way of harnessing the Yetzirah to make them do something good, so then it's better than making a person do something bad. And then if a person takes pride in the fact that how much chesed he's done, as much as better than taking pride in how many cars he's bought. And so then, of course, even something which is, so to speak, fueled by a negative mitzvah can have a positive result. Can have a positive result. For example, if a person is jealous of somebody else's achievements in Torah and that pushes him to learn more, can is isn't particularly good mitzvah, but he has found a good expression of it. A case where it's not bad because it's making a person do better. So the idea is that um, that the the makom that the Yetzer has can sometimes be used positively, but the side of Tahira is the person doesn't need a makom for the Yetzer in his mason, which means everything a person is doing is based on um, is based on his das or whatever it is, not his not not the Yetzer, even if it would be something which could be channeled right. This generated by bad meaning, the result of what's the motivating factor here? No. It's being generated by its harm. I'll tell you. You said it like this. A person's actions divide into three sections. And every time a person does something, so there are three different uh, important points which are considered in determining the action the person does. Number one is his intention of doing it. Number two is what he did. And number three is the result of the cost. And they could all go in they could all be the same. They could all go in different directions. So for example, if a person wants to give stock because he wants to help an onion. And you guys to give the stock to onion and Taka helps him. So then everything is lined up as being something which is good. Because all the all the mind is at the same time. But if you have one without the other one, so now it's a question where what gets charged more? We judge more the action, or we judge more the result of the action caused. So, for example, uh, let's say a person uh, wasn't trying to get stuck at night, but there was a hole in the pocket of his coat, and the money was falling on the floor, and he found it and helped them. Not a friend, they managed to buy food, they helped help keep them going. So, in a case like that, the person had no intention necessarily to to do a method to feed the money, but the most of the results took place. Uh, because of him, and only got fed. There's the Gemara they get order for that too. They get order for that too. In other words, it, it, of course, intention is the ikah of what the person deserves reward for. But uh, an action without uh, without that also can get a reward, with one exception. The exception is if a person meant bad. If a person meant bad, even if good comes out of it, so then it's the opposite. Then we say that uh, the fact that it worked out well wasn't because of him. He meant to do bad. And the fact that this prophet turns things around means no credit to the person who initiated something which he thought was going to be bad. And the best example of that is that Yosef tells his brothers after they get, feel guilty about the fact that they sold him to Mitzrayim, which was definitely bad, <laughs> which was definitely wrong of them. But he, uh, what did Yosef say? <laughs> You thought bad about me, Hakadosh Baruch meant it for good, and Hakadosh Baruch used that as a way to, to send someone to in advance. The Hachi is some to give everybody else a laugh. Does that mean now the brothers get rewarded for it? Oh, wonderful! Look what a wonderful thing is it. Because of us, there was food in the world. Because of us, Yosef was there to run the Of course not. When a person intends to do something bad, even if Hashem 
Someone uses it for the toiva, there's not a reason to reward the person who went back. Um, that's the yisai. If a person, we don't see a clear mean direction of what he was trying to do, then we can judge the result and say the maaser, something good came out of it, he gets rewarded for the good result. But if the machshava was for sure for something bad, then that's the case. So then, of course, the person shouldn't, doesn't deserve to get rewarded for something which is bad. Now, we were talking about over here, the idea of... If a person has kavana to do good, and it ends up being bad, so he gets harsh for him. And what is my over here? I love the one, the union one. The dance of Hashem, and uh, make those people who are giving tzedakah, to get into people, she'enum, but I'm conditioned like kavana and stuff. And look at this, this is talking about this. Because what I said about God, there's no principle of Machshava uh, type. Okay, so that's a, so that, that's the, sorry? Yeah. Okay, so that's the side of, that's the side of uh, the person's Machshava as opposed to a person's nice. Now, that's in very absolute terms. Sometimes a person wants to do something good. And he gets rewarded for the good intention he had, and it really was a good intention. Sometimes the person wasn't particularly trying to do something good, but the result was good, and they get rewarded for the master because the master that uh, they, they helped someone. The master that someone benefited from them. The master it came out well. Now, what happens if a person has a negative intention as well? And with a negative intention, so they're doing a good thing. So, like we said, bad and intention counts more. So if a person wants to do something because, let's say, they want to do a mitzvah because they want recognition for the mitzvah, because they want covered, because they want to be paid, whatever it is. So they did a mitzvah and it's a good thing that they did. But the mitzvah, the intention of doing it was for something bad, which wasn't good for them. So then how much reward are they getting? Or do we say that the, 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 the negative intention is enough to, so to speak, offset the value of the, of the mitzvah that they did? So, in other words, how, and if you're going to re-ask the question, so then the question is, how much does the intention have to be bad for it not to be, for it to be considered something which is uh, negative, even though a good thing happened? Now, the Gemara already says when it comes to a Jew, if a person has a self-interest involved, it doesn't make it a bad thing. If the action was a good action, even if a person's motivation was somewhat selfish, and they had something that they personally wanted to get out of it, it's not enough to say that the action wasn't a good action, and therefore a person will still get rewarded. And what's the Gemara? We're referring to the Gemara two places in Shas. The Gemara says a person is Omer, he's going to give a salad to Tzaka, B'Shul Shayyichi Abini. His relative is sick. He says, you know what, I'm giving, I'm giving money to Tzaka so my relative should get better. Now, it's his interest in getting Tzaka to help the Oni, not particularly. His interest in giving Tzaka is to help himself, or to have a full shame for the person who's sick. So now, the way that we have we placed that action? Do we say this is an act of doctor and the person gets rewarded? Or do we say that this is an act of selfishness and therefore the person doesn't get rewarded? And the Gemara says, especially if talking about the Jew, the Gemara says, I read the Tarikom. He's considered a prophet Tarikom. Why? Because even if his intention wasn't good, his intention wasn't, wasn't the best, let's say, it was self-centered, but nevertheless we judge it by the action because it's not a theory. He wanted to give soccer for the wrong reason, but the said, he did a mitzvah, the only benefited from it, and the intention wasn't a bad enough intention to say he wanted to do something wrong. And that's the important chilak. Even though he has a self-interest in it, it's not something wrong. Whereas let's say if a person would want to do a 
that's a much more extreme example. If a person wants to get stuck in, because that's when he hopes to get a connection to people, and he can then spread the missionary literature with them and try to convert them to Christianity, so then we don't consider that to be a Sadikomer at all. We consider it to be a Roshikomer. Why? And he gets stuck, and someone else benefited. And the answer is because here the Machshava is much worse. And because the Machshava is so much worse, then that means that the whole action is judged by the intention the person had, and it makes into a bad action. So that's the issue we want to talk about. The first point is that how how much a person is judged uh, for the action versus the machshava they had will very much depend on what the machshava was. A negative machshava, even if the action came out positive, doesn't justify the action. If it wasn't the person's intention, there's no reward for it. Like we said, the brothers did not think they're going to get rewarded for saying yes to Mitzrayim, even if only good came out of it. That wasn't the intention was negative, and they're going to get punished for it. Whereas if a person's intention is parab, let's say. So it could be it's not the best intention, always no intention. So then we judge something by its, its result. If the result is good, the person gets rewarded. That's the second point. And then the third point is, if a person's machshava was for something which is considered flonishma, it's not the best, but it's not bad enough to say that it's a negative machshava, so then a person still gets rewarded. Maybe not to the same level, but they get rewarded here too. And that's the case we had before, if a person's giving stock it. Not for the for the, selfish reasons. Right, not for the ultimate reason, for selfish reasons. Then they get rewarded. They're considered still a tzaddik. In other words, they don't haven't lost the value of what they've done. But it's not as good as if a person doing a complete tradition. That's the way that you break up the levels. Now, with that with that in mind, so let's go back to what he says. Uh, the idea of tyra is. And what's the idea of tyra? The idea of tyra is the more that a person can clear the negative reasons and thoughts that he has and why he does something out of the way and focus more on the intention that he has when he's doing being more positive, being more lishma, being more for the right reason. And what's the value of Tyra? The And the value is exponential because when a person does something that we saw with, with the right reason, it's worth much, much more than even if a person does the same thing with the wrong reason. He might still be sorry for that, but it's not the same thing that fell as as a person who's machshav or, or naive is on a, that is, is more more dominant than what they do. So if somebody works on this meat of tahara, let's say, and uh, finesses it and gets it, gets it out, but they're sick or their spouse is sick or the kid is sick and they want to give tzedakah, uh, the machine are full of for the child. Like, is that a selfish reason or is that a non-selfish reason? Where does that fall? Oh, good. So that's not much the question you have to ask. In other words, Mutaira starts by working on the things that are negative. Things that are negative. First, the negative, the negative, negative, negative. and to, to clear one's heart and one's mind from motivations which are bad. Okay. Now the question is, what about the motivation which isn't bad? It's not maybe the highest level of Nishma. But is, is, is that something which a person is to try and be Mutaira also? As we'll see later on in Vedas and Mitaira, how far it goes. And that's what Dorim and Echaz, that's what we're going with since we're now. Dorim and Echaz, Lev Tahar, Brahe Lekin. What does it mean, Lev Tahar? What does it mean, Echaz, that's pure? So look at the Pirish, a Pasuk, from the Ramchal. And it's a Chiddush way explains the Pasuk. In Yana, what does the Lev Tahar mean? Shalai Yaniyach, Adam Mokham, Liyetzim, and Maaseh. That his heart's so pure that it won't make a person want do something 
which is remember the answer what he does. And you call myself al Tanachma Bayira, Tar is a person who isn't motivated by something negative or by something physical evil. Even everything he does is based on Chachma or Yira, which is what's be Torah, what Hashem wants me to do. And that that becomes the that becomes the driving force when a person does. That's called the Lev Tar. The person really thinks like that the whole time. They don't have any personal interest. They don't have anything for them to do something because that's what they want. So then that's the time we're speaking about that a person can be zayichet. So what's time saying? He's saying that that is that's in the song by Shavuot Nasan, right? Is he saying that what was what was unpure about his heart? He's saying I don't know if it's attractiveness. So I don't know why, but um, like what's the makuda that he was missing? He's saying that he wanted to be tested, and that was somehow not what Hashem wanted. Therefore, he wants to be pure about. Yes, he made a mistake. And he acted with that lack of time, which means there was a certain uh, negia or certain middle involved. Which, right, so now he's looking to the other and he goes through all the parts to get to each other. And one of them is he asks to come back to a level of Tyra that, uh, that, that he's called the tick on the leg. It's not going to be affected by other things which can distract him from a decision. The Mishnah is very active in his Lashon. When he explains that he says that the first actions should be, what Tyra means is that you call myself outside of Chachmavayira, on the side of Chachmavayira, on the side of Chachmavayira, which means an action can have different motivations and it's coming from two different sources. There's a source which is deeper in the person of what he calls Chachmavayira, the wants of the body, if I was called that, or the Kachmavayira, which is the person. And therefore, what a person can want can be an expression of type. At the same time, there could be a concept of a person's mindset being outside of Chachmavayir, which means that a person understands it's the right thing to do, and uh, they, they want to do the right thing. And it could be the same mindset. It's very different what the Kavan is. It's very different what the Kavan is. And that's why it says the point of Tara is working on the reason why a person does something, that it should be on the side of Chachmavayir and not on the side of um, uh, of the Yetzer, or something which is bad. And there are some examples. I mean, in any case, there's some examples which, which, which very practically spoke of before. And that is, when a person, let's say, when a person eats, so this is all the time, as I say, so what's the person's thoughts or motivation or drive to eat coming from. It could be negative, it could be neutral, it could be positive. Here's an example where he says that a person shouldn't, should make the Chachman here the central point which, which is what he works on, which means that if a person says that eating is done, the person should be able to learn, it's always brought, so that's the case, then it makes it into something which is good. But at the same time, a person is eating because they enjoy food and eating just for the sake of enjoying the food. So as much as it's not a bad thing in itself, but the intention makes it something negative. It makes it something which is, um, which is connected to the taiva rather than something which is connected to the Kedusha. We'll take this even a step further. 
we mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. The Shiva Saravi Vana and Nefesh. And they asked the Ravid, should a person, as a sign of, uh, as a sign of uh, being on a high level, look to make their food not tasty? So the person looked to eat food which they don't enjoy, which doesn't taste nice, which is even unpleasant, and that will break the time for food because there's no enjoyment and there's no anticipation in eating it. It's an interesting question. And firstly, I shred the door, that's what they're interested in. They're trying to minimize their pleasure in this world because they see there's something negative. What's very fascinating is the rabbit's answer. And the rabbit's answer was, don't do it. Either a person should eat food in a way which they enjoy it. Now the rabbit gives a reason for it, which is medical, and you have to know if we still understand the world that way or not. But what the rabbit says is fascinating. The rabbit says if a person eats something that they don't enjoy, their body won't digest it. And if that's, or it won't digest it properly, and if that's okay, it's not helping them. If the person is eating to get the, the strength or the nutrients or whatever it is that the food gives them, and if they're eating something that they don't enjoy eating, they're not going to get it. It's a body, it's a of this taste, it's something rejected. Whereas the person enjoys with the eating, that, that repairs the body to digest <coughs> the property. So, Chodesh Hakim, where does it bring us to? It brings us to a much more darkistic idea of Torah. Because now we're saying that the person should enjoy what they're eating, shouldn't definitely not enjoy eating, and consider it a burden that they should be forced into something that they don't like, as the way people try to do. Like the they wanted to try and work on so they specifically, when they made the food, they made it in a way which would be untasty. They didn't mean to ruin the recipe, whatever it would be. And then they felt that they were doing a mile of, of working on the tire that they would only eat Hashem Shemayim. Because there's no enjoyment in eating, so eating is only something that one has to do in order to, in order to survive. And they thought that was the level of Tyra, and the right it's not Tyra. Because at first he says it doesn't help. He says the food doesn't digest properly if a person doesn't enjoy it. And therefore he says, Nimsa, that a person would be better off eating less and enjoying it than eating more and not enjoying it. And therefore he wants to say that the precious isn't not to enjoy the food. Other, the precious is to eat food you enjoy, but less of it. Okay, that's a side point. We don't talk about precious right now, we talk about the second point, which is the tyrant. And then if you decide that's wrong, the person shouldn't try actively to minimize that they don't get any enjoyment out of anything. Um, that's not, that's not, even the, the Maisa, now that you're presenting some of the completely tasteless, off-putting lunch day after day, so then it's true, there isn't any taiva. There isn't any taiva, but that's not the mahalach of acquiring taiva. And why? Why? Because this is one of the Yisraelis in Musa. And the Yisraelis in Musa is that a middle which, it's like, let's say, you have water, which uh, has come with a lot of force. And if there's going to be a crack, some of the water's going to pour, pour through it. So I say, okay, I'll, I'll plug the crack, I'll plug the crack. What's going to happen is, it's going to find some else to go through. If there's rushing water and it's looking for a way out of where it's in, so it didn't find it, it'll find it somewhere else. So the eights of plugging cracks the whole time, wherever there's going to be an opening, we're going to quickly try and seal it, it doesn't get through. It's just pushing the problem somewhere else. It's still there. It's just the question of what the expression is going to be. And the same thing applies to Amida. This is a Chochma Mokka in this Yisai. And that is, the fact that a person denies a middah its outlet doesn't mean the middah is not there. You just block the hole, but it's going to find, look for an outlet somewhere else. And therefore to say that I'm scared of enjoying food. And therefore rather than confront the middah, I'm going to prevent the middah. I'm going to not eat. 
want to look to eat things I don't enjoy. I'm not really accomplishing anything. I'm taking away an outlet for this to present itself. It's going to find itself somewhere else down the line. And that's how you know. Normally, people who start with these projects, at some stage, give up and do the opposite. Because it's not really fixing the problems. That's not Tyra. Tyra is fixing the land. Tyra isn't preventing a really having an expression. And therefore, the, the idea of... A person says, I know I have a taiva for food. Now I'm just eating lettuce all day. It's like we only taiva for eating. So then it doesn't work. It doesn't work because it means you're blocking an outlet for the Taiwan. The Taiwan will be there somewhere else. And most often than not, it's going to be in the area you're trying to block and it gets too strong and it just doesn't want to watch. That, that's the first you said. When you're explaining Tyra, the first point of Tyra is the fact that preventing an option of wanting something else isn't necessarily Tyra. It's just blocking the alternative. Whereas Tyra, he says, is stick on the name. Tyre is taken there, which means I work to change that, to change the negative meaning from positive. And what's the mechanism in Rukhus? We're going to still talk about the Hamish of the Parrot. We've already had the topic. What's the mechanism in Rukhus for that to happen? That you're going to uh, not, not block it to Amida, but rather you're going to, 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 to matter in it, to attack in something, to fix something. So the Yusuf always is, because lots of times we must have added, and that is, the way to overcome a negative is to provide a stronger positive. Not to fight the negative, it doesn't work. The way to, to overcome a negative is to provide a stronger positive. So if the master, when a person enjoys about something, is something which is uh, something which is an expression of a bad matter, so find the area where the person is doing where he'll enjoy something good about it more, and that has the ability of, of creating that tyrant, which means taking away the drive for something which would be negative, and replacing it with something which is Kaddish, rather than suppressing it, which isn't helping anything. It's just keeping it there for a different opportunity or occasions where it's going to express itself.